Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi. It's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I'm a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. And I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and my brand new book, Gut Feelings, is for pre-order right now. You can learn more about the clinical work that we do, the telehealth center, becoming a patient, the books, the podcast. There's lots of free resources there for you as well, all at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E. Dot com And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we're giving away free signed books. Super simple. No matter when you listen to this episode, every single month, my team and I will be randomly picking winners. I'll reach out to you and I'll ask which book you want me to sign. I'll send it out to you. And yeah, you can pick any one of the books. All you have to do is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. And every month, my team and I will be going doing it two different ways. You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast Review itself, or you can take a screenshot of your Apple Podcast Review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole with that Apple Podcast screenshot. So every month, my team and I will be going through the Instagram messages as well as the Apple Podcast Reviews and picking winners, and I'll reach out to you. Good luck. All right, you all know at the, almost at the end of every episode a regular episode where I talk to one of my friends in wellness, I'll answer one of your burning health questions in an Ask Me Anything segment. And then we have entire episodes devoted to your burning health questions every month, at least once a month, sometimes more than that. This is the latest Ask Me Anything episode. And we're at the top of the year too, here in January. So I'm really excited for you all. We're going to kind of set the stage, not just for your health questions, but I also want to give you some behind the scenes of what we have coming up on the podcast, as well as the telehealth center, the the new book that's going to be coming out. So you're going to get all the details of all the fun stuff we have going on. So to join me every month we have for the Ask Me Anything episodes, we have my brilliant patient team. But today, you all know, if you listen to that last Ask Me Anything Megan, who's one of the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners, she's on maternity leave right now. So to take her place in her stead, you actually know her from the podcast on the mental health is physical health episodes where we go into clinical case reviews and Andrea, who's our functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and clinic manager. What's up, Andrea? Hello. So how do you feel to be on the Ask Me Anything side? Well, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you scarred me about it the first time I ever recorded one of <laughs> yeah. these. So the first ever Ask Me Anything episode, go back and listen. It's one of the first episodes that we have of the AMAs. Yeah, we had Andrea on with the rest of us. And yeah, My she brain never... froze. Just, basically, I did not want to read a patient information and I froze. And it was this awkward span of time that they laughed about it's for a, a few memory, weeks. Though. It it's is, a great memory, though. It's a great memory. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm here. I've been on the other podcast. I'm back to be tormented some more. So now she's with the rest of the team. So for the mental health is physical health case review episodes, it's with Andrea on sort of the functional medicine side. 
And then Candace on our team, she's for the mental, emotional wellness side of it, the mental health side of it. So those are great episodes if you haven't listened to them. But joining Andrea on the patient team, you know her from every single Ask Me Anything episode, Emily. Yeah, what's up? It's like having mom and dad on the podcast. <laughs> it really I'm is. really excited. Andrea and I are mom and dad, yeah. Uh, I was okay. just going to say for, or me, mom, and pop, me, mom, and pop up. Yeah. Oh. It's, you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This is the best. I'm excited. So, this format to answer your questions, the patient team and I are here to answer your questions. So, send in your health questions a few ways. You can go to drwillcole.com and the email is hello. At drwillcole.com. Hello at drwillcole.com. So we had a Gmail account before. We're making it super easy. Hello at drwillcole.com. Ask us anything about wellness, labs, foods, functional medicine, anything within health and wellness and nutrition. It's like an email glow up. Yeah, it is. Tell me it isn't. It's far better than drwillcoleinfo at gmail.com. You can still use (laughs) that because everything's forwarded. Yeah, that's true. true. No, yeah. If you send it there, we'll get it either way. But hello. Hello at drwillcoleinfo. It just sounds better. (laughs) So the girl that's talking right now who's going to be asking your health questions is none other. You know her from every Ask Me Anything episode is DJ Holly D. Hi there. Actually, you all know me for the 90s jams. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's true. We get so many people that comment on the 90s jams, but we haven't really had anyone reach out with special requests. So yeah, take your asking. Please email over your song Yeah, requests. we get a lot of comments about them, though. Yeah, we do a ton of comments, but, you know, we, we want the Nobody's requests. Nobody's They just maybe like your selections every yeah, month. Yeah, send them, which <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Well curated. Uh, so Holly is on our patient experience liaison team. Her job is to really just make the patient experience the best. And she's compiled your health questions and we'll get to as many of them as possible in today's episode. And I just want to highlight today too, with gut feelings, we're giving away free, tons of free healthy stuff. So check it out at drwillcool.com. The subtitle to Gut Feelings is Healing the Shame-Fueled Relationship Between What You Eat and How You Feel. Super excited about this book. Dr. Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist, wrote the foreword of the book, but it's all about this bi-directional relationship between mental health and physical health. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. It comes out very soon whenever you listen to this episode, but if not already out, if you listen to this a little bit late. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Let's get to the first question. Yeah. So just really first AMA question is going to be, I always see ads for cleanses to reset the body, but it's overwhelming to pick the right one or know if they are right for me. What's your opinion on doing a cleanse and are they safe to do? So cleanses are, it's a very general term, right, team? It's like a yeah. it's super general. I think that that term can be used interchangeably amongst many different protocols, right? Many different supplements, many different products. So you have to vet what you're talking about when you use that term, use that nomenclature of of cleanse, because it really doesn't mean much, right? It's very vapid as far as it's defining something definitively. So there's no standardization of it, and we need to look at what are the ingredients, what's the purpose of it, is it something that is science-backed, evidence-based, and is it something that is reputable within the industry? So one way to do it is just look at reputable people within the functional medicine, health and wellness space. Is it something that they get behind? Because there's so many great brands out there, and they'll typically have people that have a platform to vouch for it, to give it some legitimacy. So that's one way to do it. Not that that's the only way you should do it, but educate yourself on the ingredients. The problem that I have with cleanses is that it's very much in that diet culture thought where it's, I'm going to eat and drink and do whatever, and then I'm going to cleanse and punish myself and do something super restrictive. And then it's like, it's not a lifestyle. So something that I've said for years to our patients is make your life a cleanse. Make your life a quote unquote detox, because that's ultimately what's going to be supportive of your health long-term. If you do something for seven days, maybe you're going to see some benefit to it, right? If it's a good quality thing, but really you want to be supporting detoxification pathways through nutrient-dense foods and through different, you know, maybe, maybe herbal medicines for some people, different micronutrient things that are oftentimes deficient on labs that support detoxification pathways every day of your life. 
within reason, right? So I, I would say that's my perspective on it. That's one of the reasons why I, I really love Chroma. And I'm the medical director for Chroma, which is, has a reset. And it's really about nourishment, not restriction. And we're going to have Lisa on Lisa Eldenweller on the um, podcast to talk about this. So I won't go into detail. But it's something that the team and I actually do it every year. We do a Chroma reset, a five-day reset. And yeah, we're actually doing one this we just, we just finished one actually. So what do no, you guys yeah. think? No, I, I would agree with you too. I think that really it comes down to the why at the end of the day, if you're doing this, I think that if it is something that, you know, it, it can be a great reset. Like mm-hmm. we love Chroma. We've done, like you said, we just finished it. It's something that we do as a team. We think it's, you know, it's, it's just helpful to kind of level up and, you know, reset the body. But at the same time, if it is that viewpoint of like, oh my gosh, you know, I can eat whatever I want and then do this cleanse to help reset, that's that creates like that toxic mentality too. And mm-hmm. and we kind of become chronic cleansers at that point, I feel yeah. like. Whereas if you just really try to value eating whole foods and these different things, then I think it's a better balance for the way that you're going to even look at this type of cleanse. I think that it is a great tool to utilize. But I also think it shouldn't be the cure-all or the Mm -hmm. end-all kind of thing. And so I think that it is really important to see why you're doing it. And then also, I agree, ingredients are everything. You want to make sure that what you're putting in your body is good whole food ingredients. And so there's a lot of cleanse-like products out there that are probably not the best to utilize. And so Mm -hmm. I really think that educating yourself and maybe even looking at different doctors or, or wellness leaders that are going to provide good quality ingredients options like Chroma to get behind. Mm-hmm. So I think that those things are really, really important. But yeah, I always think about the why. Why do I want to do this? Yeah. So Yeah. And look, there's a time and place you think of like a fasting mimicking protocol where it's like a f- X number of days, like Prolon is another one, right? It's like, it's not meant to be done all the time. There's a lot of science behind it. In my opinion, yeah, it tastes yeah. like crap, but yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like Prolon, y'all. Yeah, I mean, I like some things within Prolon for sure. I don't Tomato get me wrong. I, it's to me the <laughs> taste. Kale crackers. If you're gonna do Prolon, to me, do it for the science of it. Yeah. Because yes. it's like, wow, it's like there's Vulture Longo's doing amazing research, and there's good things within, and there's yummy things within it, maybe. But in my opinion. There, overall, the soups are kind of well, not and I the think best. you have to realize too that there are certain ingredients in there that may not agree with you. So yeah. back to your point with just checking things, doing your research because it you're right, it's science based, it's research based. But does that particular thing work for you? Yeah, the reason some of it of us like some things and some of us don't is because of how we felt doing it yeah. too. And we've experimented mm, with all true. of these things as a team. We've all did Prolon together yeah. too. Yeah. So um, there's no shade on Prolon at all. I think they're doing amazing things and there's yes. different things for different people. And to be honest with you, I'm always saying this on the podcast. If there is a sponsor on the podcast, it's because I've done it. I My team has done it and loves it. We recommend it to patients or all of the above. Right. And Prolon were the L bars were oh, a sponsor in the podcast, but yes. I freaking love the L bars. I do too. The, 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 yeah. yeah, those were so phenomenal. To me, like, <laughs> those are the best parts of that cleanse yeah. of the bars. So to me, it's like, yeah, I could get behind that because I like like the taste of it. I get it. It's like it's mimicking fasting because it's caloric, temporary caloric restriction. So yeah. And I will also just as a ri- reminder too, because you are talking about, you know, some of these things are more restricted feeding type of cleanses too. So making sure that you're working with a professional too, if you're going, you know, going to do something like this is always really helpful. Like our yeah. patients will ask us, sometimes they are interested, or sometimes it's a recommendation on our end of like, hey, this is probably going to be helpful mm-hmm. to kind of get you where you need to be. But we're also monitoring that too, which yeah. I think is really important part of this process. Yeah. So there's a lot of options out there. Clean is another one. You know, my friend, colleague, Dr. Alejandro Younger has clean out there. So to me, I think Mm. the democratization of this good quality things is a good idea generally. But I I agree with Emily's point, the why. Why are you doing this? It's not necessarily for everybody. Look, I think a cleanse, quote unquote, for some people is just quit drinking alcohol. (laughs) Yes. Seriously. That's a great one. To to be honest with you, that's – they're going to be such an impactful mm-hmm. cleanse for most of America if they just did nothing else and just say, stop drinking for three months. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, maybe once you won't want to bring it back. What, what month? I don't drink. So what, dry January. Dry January. January. Yeah. Okay. It's it just, something. it's wild because drinking used to be such a priority for me. Like any, anytime you yeah. go out, anything mm-hmm. that you're doing outside, like it just was a priority. And I was somewhere this weekend and, and I don't know, I was with a friend that was like, let's get a drink. And I'm like, honestly, like you can get a drink, but I'm just like occasionally I'll maybe have a drink, but it's just so interesting how my mindset has shifted. And I even said to my friend, it's really because I know that it like hurts my body. Like after I have a drink, I'm so inflamed. My skin is so like irritable. I mean, it's fascinating. I never noticed that when I used to actually drink, but now that I'm aware of it, I'm like, I don't even want one. But do you see Holly, how you're making your life a cleanse? And that's really, I think the point of what we want to get to is you're finding what does and does not Mm -hmm. work for your body. Yeah. What does your body love? What does your body hate? And being okay with that too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Mm -hmm. drinking can be such like a pressured thing, whether you're around like family or friends or use it as a stress reliever, but like, it's really actually a stress reliever to say no to it. Cause it's just like, no, I feel better. I love that you brought up the coffee too, because how many times do we hear it's yes. like, I have to have coffee. It's such a ritual for me and all those different things. But it's like <laughs> even picking the healthy options too can become ritualistic as well. Mm-hmm. I know like my husband just switched over to tea because he's just noticed the coffee doesn't make him feel good. Yeah. But it's like you don't have to have the one thing. I also, you know, Dr. Cole, you say all the time when we keep out things that don't make us feel good, it's not restriction. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. self-respect. Mm-hmm. In it's a way. loving yourself. It yeah. is. And so I think that's important to understand that. Why are you doing what you're doing? And listening to how your body responds to that. Mm-hmm. It's information and your body will tell you what it likes and what it doesn't like. Yeah. So it's food piece. What we talk to each yes. our patients, yes. it's food piece. It's not this sort of restriction. It's having that paradigm shift to saying, like Emily had said, like continuously, repeatedly eating foods that don't love you back. It's like staying in a toxic relationship yeah. and then complaining yes. about it and wondering why you still feel miserable. But it, but like you said, avoiding things that don't love you back isn't restrictive. It's self-respect. People need to have that. They want to talk about healthy boundaries when it comes to relationships and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a buzzword, healthy boundaries. Good stuff for relationships. But having healthy boundaries with foods that away. don't love you back or alcohol, mm-hmm. like what's that? That's so true. You yeah. know what? Speaking of coffee, I want everyone to know I have gone down to two cups a day Woo. and I've transitioned to nut pods. I want everyone to know it's unsweetened. <laughs> yeah. We're there. We've made it and I'm actually enjoying it. What's your it. favorite nut pod flavor? So far, I'm currently um, drinking the coffee cake. It's unsweetened. It, it's got a little cinnamon, I think, in there. Wow. It is just a treat. Holly has also transitioned at night to having the chocolate element, too. Oh, I have. Instead of that third cup, I'm now having that element, which I Well, if you talk about a simple, low-cost cleanse right there. Yes. Stop alcohol. Stop alcohol. Have some electrolytes and water. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. I mean, oh, and I feel so much better. Wow. Have you heard about Open? You have to check this out. Open is this brilliant mindfulness app built to transform your life. You can experience the power of this amazing synergistic benefit of combining breath work, meditation, sound, and movement to strengthen your mind-body connection. You can practice digitally on their app, which is what I do, and also their website, or you can practice in person at their studio in Venice, California. I'm doing something really exciting with Open that I'm doing with my entire functional medicine telehealth team here at the clinic that I want you to get in on it as well. It's Open's Breathwork and Meditation Challenge. This is for the entire month of January. So here's what you get during this challenge. You get free unlimited digital access to Open from January 1st to the 31st, no matter when you're listening to this episode. Check it out in the month of January and beyond. What we're going to do is complete 31 practices in 31 days. You can take any digital class on the app or website. And again, don't stress. If you're listening to this after January 1st, join in whenever you listen to this episode. You can get daily breath work and meditation practices. And the bonus is you can enhance your results with unlimited access to movement classes like yoga, Pilates, and high-intensity interval training or HIIT training. When you complete the challenge, you get entered to win an open in-person retreat. You can stay connected with your community on the open app's social feed. You can share your open profile handle with your community to stay connected, explore popular classes, and share kudos. 
So without a doubt, Open is one of my favorite apps for meditation and breathwork. And science around meditation and breathwork, it's just so exciting. It's a fantastic way to support your parasympathetic aspect of our nervous system. It's our resting, digesting. So many times I see patients stuck in this sympathetic, hyperactive tone. They're in this fight or flight, stressed, inflamed state. And this amazing challenge with Open that combines breathwork and sound therapy and movement and meditation is a great way to support your nervous system. So join me in the challenge. Go to withopen.com slash willcole to sign up. That's W-I-T-H-O-P-E-N.com slash willcole. That's W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E. Withopen.com slash willcole to sign up. All right, next question. question. We could talk about it all day. Anyways, so this person says, my question is about histamine intolerance. I have some symptoms that seem like this could be an issue for me, but how can I find out for sure and what can I do about it? All right, so go, we'll talk about it in today's episode. Also, we have a deeper dive conversation actually with Andrea and Candice and I in a mental health is physical health. Just type in histamine intolerance and my name, you'll find it. It's like a full case review of mast cell activation syndrome, and histamine intolerance. So the, I want the caveat here is just because something looks like a duck, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a duck. So I, I, there's a lot of things that can cause symptoms like this, and I don't want people to become obsessive or anxious about something like this. So this is a factor for some people, not for everybody. But it, I would say, is an underlying missing link for a lot of people, especially if they've done a lot of things and they haven't looked here. So this is just to empower somebody to like learn about a different aspect that we see a lot clinically. So histamine intolerance, some symptoms, what are the most common ones, friends? Rashes. Rashes, migraines. Runny nose. Runny, runny nose, nose. Fatigue, fever, brain like fog, symptoms. digestive problems. Those are some common histamine intolerance symptoms. I would say Fatigue, brain fog, migraines, runny nose. What did you say? Andrew? Rashes. Rashes, skin, skin flare-ups Anxiety, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anxiety for sure. Yeah. So those are common symptoms. Look, a lot of things can cause those things oh, those that I just all, said. Yeah. <laughs> but look, histamine intolerance could be implicated. It could be a component of it. But then we have to ask the question, what's causing the histamine intolerance in the first place? Mm-hmm. So histamines are a normal part of the immune system. Histamine intolerance is when there's an excessive amount of histamine release in the body that we quantify on labs for patients. So foods can be part of that. Foods aren't the only part of histamine intolerance because again, mold toxins can cause histamine intolerance. Food mm-hmm. can just set it over the edge. Chronic Lyme disease can trigger histamine intolerance but foods can set it over the edge. Mm. SIBO can drive histamine intolerance, but foods can set it over the edge. So we're not saying the food, these foods are bad. We're just saying that they can be flaring up an already flared up system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So histamine rich rich foods to consider would be alcohol and other fermented beverages. So if if you needed another reason to consider not drinking or cutting back or going, we talked to, Aveline has been on the podcast, low alcohol, which they tend, some of these can be lower histamines, these healthier versions of wine. Dry farm wines is another one. Fermented foods like kimchi, kombucha, kvass, sauerkraut, kefir, yeah, kefir, yogurts, things can, can be high histamine. Dried fruits, avocados, eggplants, spinach, processed or smoked meats, shellfish, aged cheeses. Those are all high histamine foods. Bone broth. Bone broth, longer cooked bone broth can be higher histamines as well. And then we have lower histamine broths that we recommend to patients that are histamine intolerant. Then there's foods that are histamine releasing, like bananas, tomatoes, beans, papaya, chocolate, citrus fruits, nuts. So are we saying all those foods are bad? No. We are saying that for even healthy things, what works for one person may not be right for you at this point in your health journey. And when we fix the histamine intolerance, we would want to be working on reintroduction. So health history, context, labs matter, but I'll kick it over to the patient team. What do you guys think? I love that you brought that up too about it's not the food that is always the problem because I feel like there's such a trend right now too of like, oh my gosh, you should only be eating meat or you should only be eating this because these veggies and these fruits are toxic and they're bad for you. And now granted, we use carnivore as a tool sometimes. There are times where we have to utilize that, but you also have to look at the demand on the body as to why you're responding 
responding this way to mm-hmm. those foods and look at the root cause as to why that's happening. And that's where I struggle when I hear people say that. It's like, no, these foods are not toxic. They're not bad. They're veggies and fruits. They're whole foods. Mm-hmm. So people have been eating them for hundreds of years. However, yes, Ma- you have maybe even thousands, thousands, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe thousands. even tens or hundreds of thousands. Yes. Yeah. A long, yeah. long time. But at the same time, at least a like, few decades, at yeah, least. At, least, <laughs> at least, but for a long time, like people, you know, again, people have been eating these. And so you can't just say, Hey, this is toxic. Eliminate it. Like everybody's completely different. And so I think that it's really important to understand why it's happening. Get to the root cause. And yes, you can do labs to help to see if this is an issue for you. But ultimately, we also, you know, when people ask us, hey, can I see if I have histamine intolerance? Yes, you can. But our goal still is would be to say, why are you having this? And that's what we should also test for. Mm -hmm. And it could be, I mentioned all this physiological side of things like mold, toxicity, chronic Lyme, SIBO. They also can be the psychological side of it. And that's what I get to explore Mm -hmm. in in gut feelings is this sort of bi-directional relationship. It may be none of those things I just said, but it may be stress and unresolved trauma that's perpetuating a dysregulated nervous system and immune system. And it's, I mean, really, at the end of the day, you cannot just chalk up an entire food group sometimes and be like, I'm done with it. I'm never going to see it again. Because we have patients all the time, like how Dr. Cole even mentioned, lower histamine broth. You could have a patient that can eat a whole avocado and they're fine, but they look at a piece of spinach and they break out in hives. So Mm -hmm. if you're literally just looking at things and writing things off without exploring for yourself and your own bio-individuality, you're going to end up reducing and eliminating things over and over again because you're still not getting to the root mm-hmm. cause. Yep. And who wants yep. to live like yeah. that? And we, how many people do we see? It's the overwhelming majority of patients that we see at the telehealth center that are, they have five foods that they're eating because they've right. whittled it down to like basically right. nothing because look, with the best of intentions, they've kind of had to do that. Yes. Right. Be, but it's just to survive, just to get through the day because they've narrowed down, I'm having reactions to all these foods, but that's no way to live long-term. And I think that we have to figure out if what is keeping your body so non-resilient, yeah. what's keeping your body so hypervigilant to these otherwise healthy foods. But I would also love to look at your health history. How many antibiotics have you been on? How many, medi- you know, are you on any medications? Because mm-hmm. there are medications too and things like that that yeah. can absolutely produce that type of intolerance as well. So it's not even yeah. just the food sometimes too. You got to look at the other things that maybe are producing a higher demand on your body as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I love what you said, and I'm not going to plug my own podcast that I was on, but I do think that our one that we, the mental health is physical health. I mean, please do not write off the fact that this is a cycle that can happen where it's the trauma now is the food, but the trauma started off with something else. Yeah. And so if you're not getting to the root of what happened in the first place, you're creating a cycle that just, you can keep eliminating foods, but you're going to not actually heal what triggered it in the first yeah. place. Yeah. And in that episode, and we see this so much clinically, sadly, is that you have basically trauma, food sensitivity triggered orthorexia, where it's like the orthorexia is triggered because of you're having all these random uncertain symptoms, flare-ups from foods. And you're trying to control what you can control. And we get that 100%. But at the end of the day, then everything becomes a fear. And Mm -hmm. then what's feeding into the cycle? Is it the fear or is it the food? Is it, or is it both? And if you're not unpacking that, you're going to end up really traumatizing yourself more. So part almost... Wow. For anybody that has these wild reactions to foods, almost always we have a mind-body component to it. Yes. A gut and feelings, the physiological and the psychological, because that training, retraining that limbic system, retraining that nervous system, supporting that parasympathetic is essential even when you deal with the physiological factors, yes. if there are any. Yeah, great question. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally Every single day, it is my go-to just to get everything I need in one freaking scoop. It's super convenient. It's I, it's one thing if I'm busy consulting patients and I have so much stuff going on at the telehealth clinic, I know it's one thing I can do every single day for some self-care to support my wellness. And it's not just me. Many of my patients are obsessed with AG1. AG1 is way more than just greens. It's all your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, adaptogens. It's a very convenient formula to support your energy levels, your immune system, your gut health, longevity, all the things. 
With just one scoop of Athletic Greens, you can get the nutrients and gut health support that your body needs to truly thrive. I like that my AG1 is delivered monthly, so I don't even have to think about it. I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss a day. When I'm traveling, I'll put in like, if I'm gone for seven days, I'll put seven travel packs of AG1 in my carry-on bag, and it's there to remind me every single day to be consistent with my AG1. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and also they're going to give you five free travel packs of Athletic Greens with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash willcole. That's athleticgreens.com slash willcole. Check it out. Okay, so we have... It's up to you. We have rapid fire questions or we have a study that we could do first. I think we can get to both. All right. Yeah, what do I we want to do first, y'all? So I, I, they, the team compiled rapid fire questions for me that I have not seen. So I'm afraid. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited. We haven't done can this I, in a long time. Can I answer some of them for you? Because I've known you so <laughs> oh, long. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Come on, Mima. You can, you can correct him if he's wrong. No, like, yeah, 100%. So if you guys, if I'm over-talking him, it's because he's not being honest. So we'll, we'll, we'll point Ooh, those I out. I love this. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm Okay. Afraid. Are we ready? Let's go. Number one. <laughs> Are you someone that has a word for the year? And if so, what is your word? Are you one of those people? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Typically, as a team, we are, right? We yeah. have a chalkboard in the back of the clinic where we write it, we have this big meeting, and we really set the intention for the day. That's sort of the macro. Everyone vision. probably thinks your word is peppered. Oh my god! <laughs> that is the other word that you use all the time: peppered and quintessential. Mm, I can't think of it, but I mean, there's a lot of things that I say a lot. Whale. I talk about the same things every <laughs> yeah, day. Whale, do. yeah. Peter and the dolphin. Peanut Aww. butter. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. Well, our, our word, yeah, our word of the year is abundance. And mm -hmm. I know that we'll be talking about a new word this year, yeah. but yeah. So that was our word last year was abundance. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a personal so, word though? No, I don't have a personal word. I, I, to me, it's like on a macro level, it's, we really set the intention. The and then on, on a micro yeah. level, we start every day as a team in prayer and meditation for yeah. the day, mm -hmm. which I think is important because it sets you for the day. It's the seat of the day the morning is. But the larger year, we definitely yeah. do. Last year was abundance. Yep. And that was for our patients as well as for the mm -hmm. team mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. every level. I wanted abundant health yeah. for my patients. I yes. wanted to speak life into them. I wanted them to find new levels of healing they hadn't seen before. Yes. I want them to have physical like yeah. health abundance in their life mm -hmm. as yeah. well as for the clinic so we could give it to them. Yeah, we usually, the like this year, the start of this year, what we have is we have Dr. Cole spend some time just like meditating and praying on like what mm -hmm. he thinks the year should look like and what you're kind of feeling with that. So, yeah. so check That's back exciting. for our next word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so rapid fire, but okay. well, this isn't very right. rapid, but. Yeah. Finish the phrase, the way to my heart is. Peanut butter. I, if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. I knew you were going to say Peanut that. butter, Zevia, Wales. Done. Yeah. So I'm a yeah, simple guy. So I live in a simple <laughs> life. I love Valencia peanut butter, low mold, organic, all that stuff. Dr. Stephen Gundry, listen to that episode because I asked Mr. Lecton himself what his thoughts were. I'll let you listen to that episode to hear his answer. But I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to do me. Yes, that's why I'm sorry. If you have a peanut allergy, you can't work here. That's, that's yeah, also part of food peace. It's finding joy in the things that do love yeah. you back. And peanut butter does love me back. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. Okay. All right. I love it. Now I can quit anytime. Right. Question number would, three. Question number okay. three. What advice would you like to give yourself as you begin this new year? Oh, advice for myself? I mean, I would say... I want to be better at anchoring myself in the present moment, which is my mm. like life's work. But like to not get swept up in the schedule of the day and thinking about all the things that I have to get done, but really be rooted more in the present moment. I've come a long way, but I still have a long way to go. So that's definitely, I want to flex that mindfulness muscle more in this year. I love that. Okay. What world record do you think you have a shot at beating? <laughs> wow. These are interesting questions. I know. How, how many Zevias you drink in a day? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a 
good one. Yeah. Or I would say like Earl Grey tea. I drink yes, probably true. more tea than anything. Like how many beverages can, oh, be- can yeah, someone drink? Yeah, beverages in general. Yeah, That's yeah, a good yeah. one. Yeah. How many beverages can someone or drink? How many different beverages you can order at a restaurant? Yes. Oh, that's a, that's good a good one too. True Foods. I mean, it's yeah. a yeah. minimum. You of take four. him to like yeah, a health food restaurant <laughs> yeah. like True Foods. It's yeah. gonna be the whole menu because yeah, I have to sample it. And I've you never order seen them. Anything the like trick it. is you order them all at the one, like one time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're gonna wait way too long, and it becomes impatient, and you just want to get your crazy out right away. Yeah, and I I like the black True Food Kitchen. I like the black tea. I like the prickly pear tisane. Mm. I like the matcha horchata. Hot. Uh, much hot matcha oh chata. Oh my gosh! Don't <laughs> shout out to that. Okay, <laughs> it is that delicious. drink is incredible. Yeah. and I mean, a little bit of a sneak peek. I mean, I told people I'd be giving a sneak peek of the show. Dr. Andrew Weil, who is the founder of Two Food Kitchen, is going to be on the podcast. Yes. yes. So there's going to be so pumped. many cool conversations. <laughs> that I have can you record geek- there. I have it. Yeah. Can I record inside a True Food Kitchen? I'll have kitchen? one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so you're going to beat the beverage drinking record of the world. I yeah. love it. What is one of your nicknames? Do you have a nickname? Do you have any nicknames? Well, the team calls me, uh, the marketing team more than the patient team, everything's abbreviated in emails is DWC. Mm, yep. DWC this, DWC that, yeah. We have nicknames, yeah. though. I, yeah. I do actually well, call you by your full name a lot, yes, which I do. won't say. Well, and, and, and the, some <laughs> of the patient team has. Listen, no, 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 Starbucks. This is many years ago. They did it. It started to embarrass me. We That's wanted literally to why embarrass you Andrea and Will, but Will just started to like it. So. Yeah, I, I own it at this point. Yes. Uh, and I am uh, Zaddy, Granddaddy, Zaddy. Like, we could go all day no, here. I'm mortified. I'm actually embarrassed I honestly, to be honest with you. We basically look like a group of FLDS, fundamentalist <laughs> Mormons walking around. Yes, but, 100%. But oh my God. Nice. I love it. I'm not no, on board. Holly and I are adamantly against this. I feel like now everyone knows a secret. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. But, okay, so on a personal level, it's, it's a yeah. daddy for some people. But on a... <laughs> uh, on a professional level, it DWC. 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 Yep. Yeah. I know it's not a nickname, but I call you William. It's like. Well, that's my full name. I know. That that's what I'm name. saying. But no one calls you that. So yeah. it's kind of a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Okay. What do you want to learn more about this year? I feel like you, you're a learner. So what's mm-hmm. something you'd like to learn? I'm an Enneagram about? 5, Wing mm-hmm. 4, yep. researcher. What do I want to learn more? I Look, I think health and wellness is so much going on. Uh, so continuous continuing education on uh, myself and my team. I love that. We always look at the most cutting edge stuff so you can really implement in, in our patients' lives and in our own lives as well. I'm really fascinated about non-health wise right now, the ancient technology of the Egyptians. And Nikola Tesla knew about all of this stuff. And because he used geometry and shapes and sacred geometry and sound and how the pyramids, there's a compelling theory that the pyramids were actually used as sort of energy centers using the earth and using shapes to move things and to power things. So That's fascinating yeah. that you're studying that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You also love, I would say, what's that book you're reading right now about the women, the six, the... Oh, the the Salem Witch Trial. Yeah. yeah. You love that kind of stuff. And I'd say anything yeah, English... Is something that yeah, you're gonna... we would all be burned at the stake, stake, by the way. We would all be burned yes, at the stake. Yes, for the functional medicine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we really would because we use herbs. Yeah, yeah. Then you went outside of the box to be burned alive. So That's true. So glad we have a few hundred years on our side. There We're we go. safe. <laughs> all right. Okay, just a few more. Would you rather travel to the past or the future? That's a good one. I feel I like, like too. This is a That's a good okay, question. Okay, come on. This Especially is an easy for you. answer. You put thought into it. Yes. Easy answer. So easy answer for me. I don't know if it's the wisest answer, but I would say the past. Yeah. 
I because of curiosity. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. The future, I probably should go there to, no. <laughs> to gain no, some insight. No, I need to know that. I want to go to the past too. Yeah. I want to. I would not say future. Honestly, I can't fully decide. I just feel like there's so much in my future that's unknown, and I'd like to get a little glimpse. That's how I feel, kind of. Yeah, I no, I know that's what you feel. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> where you want to travel like, to. What does five years from now look like? I just yeah. want a glimpse. Yeah, okay. I love a sneak it. peek. I love it. What was the biggest thing that you would say that you learned this past year? Ooh. Ah, biggest thing I learned. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think a, a deeper, I feel like I'm more flexible than I've ever mm-hmm. been of just letting things go and flow. And I'm used to having my, manage my hand in more things. And now I think with the clinic, I, there are, I trust so many people on the team. I have some amazing people in, amaz- in really important positions within the clinic that I don't have to be involved in every meeting, every step of the way. Mm-hmm. So that's a new thing. I think this past year was the first time that I've ever done that so much. Would you say that, You're Andrea? staring, staring I'm saying at it, me. Yeah, because I'm saying if you agree with me or not. I would say I've definitely seen you get better at that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still involved in Learned and learning. I feel like you're more flexible. I would say you, I mean, honestly, the last five years, I say you probably, if I said it, you just let it go. It doesn't, you don't really, pretty much our patient team, you're, you're on top of. There are different things that I think that I will say this, having known you literally my entire life and worked with you the last 13 years you are better at that than you have ever been. And I love that comfortability that you have because we do love you and we love what we do as a team. Thank you. Yeah, daddy. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be a thing now and I will never be back again. <laughs> I cannot believe that we brought it to the podcast. I'm, I'm like so embarrassed. Now the entire no, world could We can live our best selves now. I'm, I'm dying now. Wow, you guys feel free. <laughs> it's like, it's all out there. <laughs> no <laughs> more secrets. No. I'm literally Let mortified. Let me know. Yeah. I'm mortified. Oh, not for okay. me. Not like, for me. Like, if you can see Dr. me right Cole. now, I'm sure my face is red. Yeah, it's my just goal really in life is to embarrass Andrea. That's what I, I so come easy here every to day do. to do. You guys have for the last literally decade of it. my life. I love it. Okay, one last question. Do you wear socks with sandals? Like, is that your vibe or I what? would, but I don't. I don't have like Birkenstocks to do that with. You wear those plastic slides, aren't they? The, I have one pair. The easy knockoffs that you no, have. No, I don't I have knockoff anything. On. What are you oh, talking sorry, about? The real easy sandals. <laughs> yeah, just, let's be real here. No, they're actually easy, but I'm boycotting that. I'm gonna burn burn it up. Oh, here we go. Oh, too. Don't get me started. Can you just give on it to me? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's either fine. way, I have seen you wear socks with sandals. You do. You have a pile of socks in your office that you keep. I'd and you say you're through. a sock the, guy. You walk around in yeah, socks. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm I guess a big so. Fan but I don't. I, with socks. Yeah, I don't have Absolutely. those, but I would. I would wear them, yeah. But what's weird is like growing up, we made fun of people that did that. And now I'm like, absolutely. I'll 100%. wear percent socks. 100%. I, I do them all. I This Amazon $20 cloud foam sandals things. Oh, I wear yeah, those you, every day of my life. Those. Well, I just, I mean, I feel like I'm learning a lot about myself that I'm the most offended that Andrea said my Yeezy knockoffs. <laughs> what type of human you so think sorry. I am? I, you're right. That would be me that would buy the knockoffs. You you would never. My goodness. So sorry to have offended you. I'll hear about this <laughs> for the next three moving weeks. on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Is that those, it? Those were our Ask Me Anything questions. All right. So now... Before we go, we're going to jump right into Science Corner. You will know at the end of almost every Ask Me Anything episode, we go into a latest health science study in the scientific literature that we find fascinating so you can impress your friends and family yes. with knowing some science. So what's today's study? Okay. So this one is titled Transgenerational Transmission of Aspartame Induced Anxiety and Changes in Glutamate, GABA, Signaling, and Gene Expression in the Amygdala. Okay. I feel like that was, that was a big comment. So basically, can we give her a clap? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I really did. I Amygdala Before we started head. recording, she was like, aspartame, amygdala, aspartame. It's not aspartame. I'm so glad that he threw it. <laughs> Can 
we can we shorten that for the listeners? So let's I'll break it down. This is out. This is a study out of Florida State University College of Medicine. Researchers have linked aspartame, an artificial sweetener found in nearly five thousand diet foods and diet drinks, to anxiety-like behavior in mice. Holly's favorite type of study, along with producing anxiety in the mice who consumed aspartame. The effects extended up to two generations from the males exposed to the sweetener. The study was also, was published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. The study is showing is that we need to look back at the environmental factors, the researcher said, because what we see today is not only what's happening today, but what happened two generations ago and maybe even longer. The study came about, interestingly, in part because of previous research from the Beeb Lab on the transgenerational effects of nicotine on mice. The research showed temporary or epigenetic changes in mice sperm cells. Unlike genetic changes or mutations, epigenetic changes are reversible, we know, and don't change the DNA sequence. However, they can change how the body reads a DNA sequence. So the U.S. Food and the FDA approved aspartame as a sweetener in 1981. Today, again, nearly 5,000 metric tons, 5,000 metric tons are produced each year. When consumed, aspartame becomes aspartic acid, phenylalanine, and methanol, all of which have potent effects on the central nervous system, on our gut-brain axis. So how they did this, let me just break this down because I think this is interesting. The study involved providing mice with drinking water containing aspartame at approximately 15% of the FDA-approved maximum daily human intake. Oh All right. The dosage equivalent to six to eight eight-ounce cans of diet soda a day for humans continued for 12 <laughs> weeks in a study four spanning mice. four years. Pronounced anxiety-like behavior was observed in the mice through a variety of maze tests through multiple generations descending from the aspartame-exposed males. It was such a robust anxiety-like trait that I don't think any of us were anticipating we would see, Jones, the researcher said. It was completely unexpected. Usually, you see subtle changes, and they saw very extreme changes. When the mice were given diazepam, a drug used to treat anxiety disorders in humans, mice in all generations ceased to show anxiety-like behavior. So they knew it was anxiety because it was working upon that GABAergic pathways. So as Holly said, it, it impacts the GABA pathways in the amygdala, which is sort of our primitive reptilian part of the brain, which is our fight or flight stressed part of the brain. And they could calm that down when, when they gave them an anti-anxiety medication. So yeah. The other studies at the Weizmann Institute in, out of Israel showed similar things. The mechanism seems to be the microbiome shifts, the microbiome alterations because of these artificial sweeteners, these diet soda, diet food sweeteners, shifts the microbiome, which then shifts the way GABA is impacted, impacting parts of the brain like the amygdala, the fight or flight, sympathetic fight or flight stress part of the autonomic nervous system. So very interesting. We see it all the time clinically yeah, with yes. patients, but what do you all think? 100%. I mean, in all seriousness, not to rag on people who like their Diet Coke, but I mean, it, these are some of the patients that have some of the highest amounts of brain issues, meaning anxiety, brain fog, depression, and they don't even realize that it's as simply as changing some of their food can alleviate that stress that their body is under. So 100%, I can say we see this clinically all the time. Yeah. And it makes me think about all the chemicals, not just aspartame, but I mean, reading mm -hmm. the study, I'm thinking about glyphosate. And we talked about that on mm -hmm. one of the mental health, physical health, but in particular, yes, Diet yeah. diet yes. stuff is not good. I remember myself as a child drinking Crystal Light and my grandma buying it for me yeah. at 11 years old. I shouldn't have been drinking that. No. Yeah, no. And I agree. I was actually just talking with a family member the other day about this because there's someone who doesn't really have any health issues and they don't really care about what they eat or drink. And they were just curious, you know, why should I care if I'm not seeing any health issues? And to me, it's like, I want to send them this study. Like, there's mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. information about this coming out now. Like, not only the demand on your body or the threshold that you could reach at some point, but you're also seeing it affect generations now. Generationally, like, that is, that's nuts. This is, it's so fascinating, honestly. This stuff is really something that I'm, I'm glad we're learning so much more about. And mm -hmm. you actually even talk about you know, intergenerational things within your new book and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and gut out. feelings, yeah. yeah. So this... 
intergenerational trauma on a mental emotional yeah. level research coming out of there's a Ukraine there was a Ukrainian famine in the early 20th century the Holocaust are good examples of it could, multiple generations impacting and those are extreme situations that researchers can obviously see right. but I have no doubt it exists on a spectrum but there's also not just psychological impact in the physiological, the physiological there's physiological yeah. impact in the psychological mm -hmm. yep. gut and feelings. Yep. I love this study. I wish it came out earlier. I could have included it in the book. Yeah, seriously. But no, it, more and more studies every month are coming out of this sort of connection between gut and feelings. And researchers are planning an additional publication from the study focused on how aspartame affects memory. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Oh, wow. With brain fog and yeah. word recall. I wonder what issues. those poor mice walls were running into. Yeah, I mean, they, they <laughs> won't be able to leave the maze. They're just going to be walking around in circles, sadly. But, I mean, look, that's a whole other ethical conversation we won't get yeah. into. <laughs> but it, the mechanisms are fascinating from a science standpoint. No, 100%. And, I mean, it's really sad to think about that sometimes we need to go beyond ourselves and ask ourselves, like, what are we setting the future up for? And uh, you don't, like your family member, I'm like, they may not notice mm -hmm. any symptoms as well, but do they want to support something that their niece, nephew, grandchild, you know, could really end up with being not able to function as well as they could have if we had just made better choices now. This talks about denaturing our soil. And I mean, it goes into, I mean, you could really go into any different area of this of, are we caring for ourselves as if we want the next generation to have better too, not just ourselves? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fascinating study. All right. I think that's the last part of the show. We wrap up every Ask Me Anything with just some Music as medicine, some oh, 90s yes. classic. It's such a buildup now. It makes me a little nervous <laughs> because I'm not really a singer in case you guys haven't noticed. <laughs> I mean, they love it. Okay, I have one in mind though. She's like, I'm not a singer. <laughs> <laughs> she pulls out her whole okay, yes. here. Sing it along if you know it. Ready? Yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that. If yeah. you're listening to this, do you want to do a private show for us? <laughs> <laughs> they were my favorite growing no, up. They, they have. They just came out with an album not that long ago. Really? I don't think they stopped touring and no, recording. No, are you kidding tour? me? Yeah. Wow. Okay, obviously, maybe I shouldn't say they were my favorite because I'm unaware. <laughs> But that song, <laughs> I mean, it's it. one of those ones that do you guys ever see on Instagram now, those challenges that they do, or I'm sure it's on TikTok, where they it's like the 90s and you can't dance, sing, or move, and yeah. they like play like the 90s song. Yeah. Mbop is on there. It's one of those. It is. I that believe would it. be challenging to not really to have it here go out there. You can't move. So that's definitely I some. I love it. All right, everybody. If you want to learn more about the clinical work, the telehealth center, becoming a patient, Gut Feelings, the new book, all the other books. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back every Monday and Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.